Budget Press Review, Renee Gurley. Renee is definitely, you know, her own person. You know, she's definitely a, a unique person. There's, you know, there's been times where I'm just like, you are rather strange and I don't quite understand it, what's going on. <laughs> and then, you know, but, and then there's other times where, you know, her, the wisdom is so, you know, um, you know, just like, yeah. Josephina's thoughts of God. My nine-year-old friend Josephina collects boxes. You should know this. She often brings a box to show me on our daily bus rides to school. This Monday, she brought a box in the shape of a cross, complete with little rhinestones on it. She holds it up for me to admire. Ooh, Josephina, I love it, especially the rhinestones. That's my favorite part, too. She smiles back and tilts the box just so in order to get the rhinestones to do that special things that rhinestones do, sparkle. We admire them for a moment. But then I have to ask, where did you get that box? Your grandmother? Her grandmother knows about Josephina's love for boxes, too. All the boxes she has shown me have been boxes her grandmother has slipped her. I met Josephina's grandmother once accidentally in the school office. We spoke of the specialness of Josephina, and I walked away knowing that Josephina's grandmother likes Josephina almost as much, maybe even more, than I do. Josephina shakes her head no. She did not get this cross box from her grandmother. She tells me that she got it at a confirmation. Wow, did you get confirmed, Josephina? Again, she shakes her head no. My brother got confirmed, and he gave his guests these. Again, she tilts the box just so to let the rhinestones shine. Her brother gave out boxes? I bet it was the grandmother's idea. I can't wait to get confirmed. She suddenly lowers her voice. Really? I hunker down in the seat so I can hear her. For the boxes? She smiles and shakes her head like, no. And then she looks over her shoulder to make sure no one is listening. She whispers, because I want to know God better. So do I, I think. But I keep this to myself and instead ask, why? To make sure he is who he says he is. I've had similar thoughts myself. I ask, well, how can you be sure God is who he says he is? She looks at her box, tilts it, thinks for a second or two. Then she looks up at me and says, I would have some questions for him. I am curious because I have some questions for God myself. I ask, well, what questions would you ask God? Again, she looks at her box, tilts it, and thinks for a second or two. Then she says, I have three questions I would ask. And what would they be? First, 
I want to know why God sent Jesus down to save us. I want to know why God didn't just come down himself. I nod. Yep, Josephina, that's something I was sure would like to know too. Two. I would ask him why he won't let us know when the end of the world is. I nod. Yep, Josephina, that is also something I sure would like to know myself. Three. Josephina looks over both of her shoulders to make sure she shares this one only with me. I want to know why he sent us here. I ask myself this every day, Josephina. So I ask, where were we before we were here? This time she shakes her head yes and raises her chin to the sky. We were up there with him. Like angels? Again, she shakes her head yes, and then she looks at her box, tilts it, and thinks for a second or two. She whispers, It's better up there. I pull my sunglasses over my eyes, despite the grayness of the day. I am struck with the images of my dead boyfriend. I see the weight he lost. I see the vomit. I hear the screams. I see him lying there naked, waiting for a nurse to give him a towel bath, and him smiling with a small request. Sing to me, please. I see me wrestling with him to keep his catheter in so his privates won't bleed. I see the look on his face when he leaves. It's the look of relief. Josephina, I say, I tend to agree. I push the sunglasses closer to my eyes. Can I ask you a question? She nods yes. Do you think we go back to God when we die? She looks at her box, tilts it, and thinks for a second or two. Yes, if we don't do anything bad. Where do you think the people that do bad things go? She looks at me straight in the eye this time. That's another question I have. Me too. And then the conversation slips away. Josephina and I both get lost in these thoughts until the bus ride ends. Josephina and I grab our backpacks and walk towards the school. She walks beside me raises her chin to the sky, and says, It's better there. Where? Where God is. I think of my boyfriend again, and I think of the suffering we all go through, and that Josephina will have to go through too. I watch her start to climb the stairs to her third grade class, and I whisper, I sure hope it is. She nods and says without a doubt, it is. Good, I manage to say. I walk away from Josephina, and I feel reassured. For some reason, I believe this kid. Her, um, her, uh, her boyfriend died. The love of her life died of like brain cancer, and she went to Bolivia. She's an English teacher. She's a high school teacher. 
And so she went to go to Bolivia to teach um, in Santa Cruz in Bolivia. And, um, and I went and hung out with her when I was on my, uh, my trip, when I did my South America, my seven months backpack South America trip. I went out and hung out with her in Bolivia for, um, for a couple of weeks there at her place. And that's where we really kind of got to know each other, you know, um, outside of just having, you know, a mutual good friend, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, but um, now she's uh, back. She lives, um, uh, you know, out in the desert out, uh, by Joshua Tree, out in the desert in Southern California. Um, like way the hell out there, out in the desert, like way out there, like 20, 30 minutes on dirt roads to get to her shack out in the desert. That's like the end of the mm -hmm. road where it's like, you know, over that hill is the Marine like bombing range, mm -hmm. you know, that takes up half the desert. I mean, she's like way the hell out there. Um, and, um, and that place was like a shack. I mean, like a shack in the desert. I stayed out there for a couple of weeks when she was in Bolivia and there was like no electricity, no water, you know, uh, you know, there was nothing, um, uh, except the fireplace, but she's, uh, she's been fixing it up. And that's one thing I haven't, I'm really looking forward to getting back out to her place, out to the desert, out to see her and seeing what she's done with the place. Cause I know she's, you know, been, she's fixed the bathroom and she's done some other things and whatnot and so on. So, um, but yeah, you know, she's out there in the desert and, uh, and she's pretty, you know, yeah, she's cool. And, uh, and I miss her. I look forward to, to seeing her once. I mean, that's one of the first things on my list of, you know, when I can go see people. I know she's already been vaccinated up. So, um, you know, I look forward to getting out and seeing her out there in the desert. Bella's blisters. Bella doesn't know the word for blisters. She points her finger at her lifted boot to illustrate how she has no soul. She says, I walk like this for a month. I listen to Bella's story while my dogs pull on their leashes to sniff the creosote and sage bushes for a lizard or a mouse. The sun is low in the east. It is morning. Bella is standing on a pile of sand where my dogs and I turn every day on our walk back home. She looks taller than me, but she is not. Her black hair cropped to her head like a man's. Dimples make divots in her dark skin above her mouth. She is smoking a cigarette, waiting for me. Morning, Bella, I say. I have learned her name in the months since the wind washed her on, a on the plot of land next to me. She has learned mine. I tell her I speak Spanish. She wants to learn more English. We make fun of the Spanglish words Mexicans use. <laughs> they say rente. It's really Aguilar, and I'm not pronouncing that right. They say lunche. It is really almuerzo. We howl like the coyotes hidden in the land surrounding us. We become friends. Our conversations grow more serious. 
I never ask her where she's from. She volunteers one day. El Salvador. I tell her I've been to the airport there. The only airport I've ever been where the water in the bathroom didn't work. She smiles. Yes, it's poor. I ask her about the women there. She frowns. We are not free. I tell her I learned about that in Bolivia. Bella has tears in her eyes. She says, all my life, I want to be free. My mom hit me. I wasn't free. So I got, she doesn't know the word for pregnant. She moves her hand over her belly to show. I ask, you have children? She holds up two fingers. Are they in the U.S.? I ask. She shakes her head no. My husband. Bella spits on the ground. He didn't make me free. What man does, I joke. We laugh until a blast of gunfire comes over the hill surrounding this desert floor. Bella is scared. She asks, What's that? Mm, people shooting their guns. Are they fighting? No, they do it because they can. She's stunned and says, Well, that's not what I will do when I am free. I ask her if she is a citizen yet. She shrugs and says yes. But that doesn't make me free. Bella snubs her cigarette into the sand and wraps a butt into a paper towel. I ask, what would make you free? She doesn't answer me. Gunfire distracts us, as do my dogs who found no life to kill. She waves to me as she moves through the creosote and sage bushes, like the wind that blew her in. We will talk again. My dogs and I walk the road to our home. We arrive. I take off their leashes, as well as my boots. And I realize I don't know the pain of Bella's blisters. Renee, Renee is at R. Gurley. So what, let, me, let me say that. Let me spell that out. Renee, where are you at? R. Gurley, R-G-U-R-L-E-Y Revolution, rgurleyrevolution.com. The poems in this episode were Josephina's Thoughts on God from Budget Press Review number 8 and Bella's Blisters from Budget Press Review number 9.